Okay, take two on this. So I posted it originally yesterday now, but you don't know what yesterday is. So yesterday is actually Friday, and today is Saturday, and I'm in here to fix this podcast that I thought Jarrett edited, but I should have known he didn't because I, I never actually saw him edit anything. But since I was up from 3 a.m. on Friday on, I didn't edit it, and I forgot about it until I got a text from Jarrett today saying, hey, my friend says that you were chewing on an apple for the first 90 seconds of this, and it needs to be fixed. So I'm fixing it now. Here is the podcast, Jarrett and I talking some wrestling, and then we get into my dating joys. Call them whatever the heck you want. Here is the main event, out of the hat, whatever you want to call this, here it is. Let it rip. Longer than it feels, but I get because I think how long does it feel? Well, I think we did a one or two episodes of your other podcast out of the hat in in the interim. Yeah, one was about wrestling and one was not about wrestling. We might just splash this on there as well. Fair enough, uh, but it's technically I guess it's been over a year, about fourteen months since we've done one. Why the heck are we here today? Because do you know. Almost every wrestler we talked about 14 months ago is now gone from the WWE. Yeah. I mean, I was listening to a podcast last night, you know, struggling to get to sleep, and I thought, you know what? That's why we do our podcast, by the way, for anyone else struggling to get to sleep. And, and the other <laughs> podcasts are too lively. This is the one that well, will knock like you right the, out. The seven people who are going to listen to this. No, this honestly, is going to be a big one. We, we care about like one of them. We really care about you and I, and this is like our therapy. It is. It's yes. It's a way to sort of talk out what the hell is going Your on. Your wife should really pay me for this time right now, because I mean, she's not going to listen to you talk about this snot. No, and she definitely says I need therapy. So. Well, there you go. So come on, Karen, fork over some dough. One thing she is not into at all. Yeah. Is wrestling. I'm not surprised. Like she doesn't like sports either. Uh huh. She can. Do you like watching sports at home? Do I? Yeah. Yes. Like I know you work. I know you no, but do you like do you watch a lot of it at at home by yourself then because yeah. she doesn't like to watch? Yes. Okay. I do. I I will say that I don't watch as much baseball as I used to. I have another thing I can ask you when we're wrapping up. Remind me. Okay. About the other thing. But anyway, she she tolerates like if it's a big game, she'll sort of get into it. She gets into like the very end of like a Suns game or a U of A basketball game or something, but wrestling she'll well, the very end of a U of A f- yeah. basketball game, uh, football game. That's like the first. Quarter. No, no, not the football game. Oh, okay. I, didn't, I didn't say football, basketball. I, I just heard U of A and immediately went down the joke road. Okay. The, uh, you ever you ever notice that like, and this always happens, whenever somebody who doesn't like wrestling or doesn't watch wrestling mm-hmm. is around, uh, they will always walk in the room. And go, it's fake. No, well, yes, but but I'm not saying um, 
they will always walk in the room during the part of the wrestling where you're embarrassed that you're watching wrestling. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, lately, like the that's dumbest, the whole show. The dumbest things, though. Yeah, well, there's a difference, though, between, like, it's just boring. And it's and embarrassing. It's like, oh, I know, I know. I don't like this either or whatever. Anyway, that's that's all besides the point. So we've got a lot of releases to talk about. I've got every single release in front of me that I found on one website. Now, this is the most current one or the last, like, because there's all been a batch. I've got all well, of them. What does all of them mean? Well, all I mean, of them I've since? Got Lars Sullivan in January. Okay. All of them so from all of them 2021. 2021. Yeah, hell of a list. So, I mean, here's the whole list, and then I'm going to work through a few, and you tell me if you feel like I left any of the important ones out. But I'm going to read off every single name here Lars Sullivan, The Big Show, Steve Cutler, Andrade. Billy Kay, Peyton Royce, Samoa Joe, Kalisto, Mickey James, Chelsea Green, Tucker, Bo Dallas, Wesley Blake, Kavita Devi, Jessamyn Duke, Vanessa Bourne, Skylar Story, Ezra Judge, Alexander Wolf, Velveteen Dream, Braun Strowman, Lana, Buddy Murphy, Alistair Black, Ruby Riot, Santana Garrett. That sounds like about all of them, yeah. I mean, then there, Daniel Bryan left. But he well, wasn't released. Da- yeah, Daniel Bryan's contract but His expired. absence is noticeable. Yeah. And, uh, and of that, I mean, the. I'd say, how many names did you know? How many names you just mentioned? Well, let's see. There's four on a page here. So four, eight, 12, 16, 20, 24, uh, 26. Of the 26, there's probably, honestly, maybe five or so, six that actually like. Tell me if impactful. you disagree with these then. Alistair Black. Stunning. That was the number one of all. To me, even more than, like, Braun Strowman is the one I think out of all the ones in this year mm-hmm. got the most headlines and shock. But Alistair Black, Alistair Black just be, closed out a show. They they spent, they they've literally spent vignettes. two months, two months of vignettes and just re-debuted him. And supposedly, I'd heard rumors that they just brought back, is it his girlfriend? Yeah, yeah. Or wife, maybe? Yeah, I, I don't know. His yeah, companion. Yeah, and she was supposedly back in NXT training, and now he's gone. He just closed out a SmackDown with Big E. They had some sort Stunning. of angle there. And yeah. now tonight, when you sit down and watch SmackDown, he's not going to be there. And they're going to treat you like that never happened. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't Braun, it, I totally agree with you is the biggest name out of any of these in the sense that, according to another podcast that I listened to, he was making 2 to $3 million a year, which is more money than I would pay if I was running a wrestling promotion. But if I'm Vince McMahon and, you know, money doesn't matter, you know, what's 2 to $3 million for a guy who well, totally has the look, yeah. has a great character, but- wasn't perfect in the ring— it, it, no, but know, he was, was a, he was perfectly fine he was for a, what his character was. He was an was. average wrestler, but he was great for his character. He's far See what I I, I heard something and just today underutilized. about I heard something today that Vince McMahon deemed him redundant with the redundant because they just introduced this General Aziz and uh what's the the guy that's with AJ Styles now? His tag team partner. Amos. Amos. So with those two other giants, I guess he figured, and they're much, much, much cheaper right now. And they're much, much, much like less literally, skilled. Oh, but that's what I'm saying, is that you could say that Braun Strowman was limited in the ring, but when you compare him to the those other super green big men, he was far and away better. 
But here's what I'll say. Essentially, since Braun Strowman left the Wyatt family, he has been either a main eventer or a top half of the card guy. I don't know that they really can do much more with him than they've done with him, if that makes sense. Like, he could stay around sort of like the big show. He could could have been around for 10 years as that, like, second or third from the main event. This is a very valuable role you're describing, first off. For sure, but if they feel that, like, it would just be more of the same thing, that it wasn't really growing or getting anywhere else— I think his height was maybe a couple of years ago. Sure. There was a feud with Roman Reigns. Well, where he was he, champion. And, there was like no, an but ambulance I think, match. I think not when Roman Reigns was champion, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not when Braun was champion. Do you that mean was, like when Braun was chasing around Kevin Owens too? Was it Kevin Owens? There was somebody, there was like a porta potty thing. Yeah, and he was tearing down the raw was set. Was it Kevin Owens he was chasing? I don't remember, but but it was like... At least that was like probably the biggest part of his character. It it is funny when you look at his WrestleMania appearances, the biggest show of the year. Almost every time has been in a weird gimmick match. He had the tag team match with a little kid. He had the feud with Michael Che and Colin Jost from Saturday Night Live. Mm, Well, it was really just a feud with... Wasn't it just a feud essentially with Michael Che and Colin Jost would kind of... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He had a feud with Shane McMahon. That one was terrible. And then he was a last-minute replacement for Gold, uh, for Roman Reigns against Goldberg. So in the big his four WrestleManias, he was always kid, in a weird situation every time. Nicholas, correct. I don't know. I, I, I'm surprised, but I never I never really liked him. I'm surprised because he's a WWE guy, but I feel he, like he's not unreplaceable. He's not, but he, he grew on me, and he had a valuable role as a big guy. And he's one of those people that I sit there and look, and I say, AEW should immediately try to snatch him up because they lack exactly what he is. They don't, yeah, don't have any have true monsters. Do they have anyone his size? I mean, Rusev is about as close as it Rusev gets. Rusev is like Miro. maybe... Six inches shorter, though, than him. Yeah, they don't have guys yeah. like that. I mean, the Bruce, Brian Cage guy is yeah, also yeah, big, big but guy. shorter. But they're, they're like, they have way too many people on that roster already. I don't disagree. I don't, do you watch AEW much? No, but that's where we were going to go with this episode, too, of honestly, I'm thinking about making the switch, at least temporarily. I've watched it here and there now the last, I'd say, few months. When I listen, I to don't the pod- really like it. When I listen to the podcasts, though... And I disagree with a lot of what they say about WWE, so I'd probably feel the same about AEW, where I disagree with a lot of that. But the way they talk about AEW at least gives me hope that, like, angles make sense. Other than there was that one with uh, Dean Ambrose, John Moxley with the exploding ring or whatever that that just sounded terrible. They, They have a lot of problems about being an inexperienced wrestling company kind of run by the wrestlers in the sense that they don't have a lot of writers, they don't have a lot of producers, they don't have a lot of experience behind the scenes and stuff. So a lot of stuff like that kind of is cheesy and and they don't know how to do camera angles, they don't know how to do set pieces as well. But what I don't like about, like to me, 
I think people who don't like WWE and like AEW will give AEW the benefit of every doubt where if they saw the same thing on WWE, they would criticize it. Like they have so many matches that end in run-ins. There's, there's probably, and I'm not exaggerating, 20 different stables Sound, in I, AEW. I it there's, sounds a lot like WCW was. It is a lot like WCW in that they have so many wrestlers and all they have really is two hours a week that they have to put so there's every single wrestler has a manager or a tag team partner or a group of two or three or four people, and it's just like it's like way too too much going on. But that that's neither here nor there. And it's also like it it's the same people at the top of the card. I mean, the other big big releases that I think need mention. I don't get the Alistair Black thing though. We, we just glossed over that. No, I don't. What do you, what do you make of that? Because I could, I could get it if this happened if, uh, a couple months ago when it. they hadn't used him for a long time. The only thing that I think is pulling back the curtain of what's going on in WWE is, so AEW is owned by Tony Khan, yeah, and WWE now apparently has this guy behind the scenes named Nick Khan, right. no relation, right. who seems to have been hired by Vince McMahon to... Trim not, the fat. Not clean house, but trim the fat. And there's speculation that Vince might want to sell. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, is it is it happen. that he wants to sell? I don't think so. That's never is it trim the fat? Yeah, it, but again, though, I understand all that. But if you're going to trim the fat, why do it with the guy you just spent, you know, two months, and maybe he probably had about six different vignettes, and just redebuted? Why him? When there's other guys that they're also not using that much and could be... The only thing I can think is that they they realized throwing him out there that they had nowhere to go with him. And they just felt like, you know... It's also it weird gets to, to, my point of, to do this right before they're about to go back in front of live fans mm-hmm. well, to but make these decisions. They do have a ton of wrestlers still, and they definitely did have bodies that they could trim. It's not like we're going to sit there and go, they don't have oh, enough I agree. performers. And and here's the other thing. if you And here's whenever, like, Ruby Riot was one of the people that got released. Great hand. And same with uh, Lana. Mm-hmm. And that, that stuck. I think Lana is one of the people who we should actually mention because, again, I think AEW needs her. She's a valuable woman, not good yeah. by WWE standard in the ring. No, she'll but be good. They put her with. Uh, they put her back with. Miro. And all AEW has is Britt Baker. I know. And oh, they should have. They should sign Ruby Riot. Absolutely. Got, like Sheeta. Ruby Riot's like very interesting. Well, and then the only other two are the iconics. I think Billy both Billy both Kay of, and Peyton Royce both should be signed. They're both great too, especially and Samoa uh, Joe's the only other name. But here, here's the other the thing about those four women's wrestlers is that they're all interesting in their own way, and they're all good, but they are so loaded in the women's division. If you count NXT, like NXT is overflowing with good wrestlers, and eventually those guys, those girls have to go to the main roster. There's just not enough room because at any given time, there's really only probably two or three women's feuds going on at a time. But the so Iconics, I would argue, were different. The Iconics were entertaining. Good in the ring, funny. Agree. Uh, attractive. Actual, An actual tag team, they, although so, they like, weren't they together. They checked off a lot more boxes. I agree. The same with Ruby Riot, a completely different look than a lot of the uh, other women. Yeah, but Lana's I think she's probably, expendable. Lana, they're bringing in uh, 
What's her Rose? Uh, oh, they're bringing back um, with the pink hair. Yeah, she's uh, Evolution. Eva Marie. Eva Marie. Evolution. We're on. Yeah, now. Jared, are you on an Evolution? So that kind of makes Lana redundant. But see, that was stupid too, because if you argue they're trimming the fat. There's no way Eva Marie was a cheap signing. Why are you bringing her back when she couldn't do bupkis in the ring before either? I know. I don't know. You need a lot of different kind of characters, though. You can't just have a bunch of good wrestlers and that's all there is. Well, not pretty ladies, even. But what is Eva Marie? A ca- more of a character than a wrestler. So and that's a good they, move? I guess, in their minds. Wasn't Lana already that? I don't know. Couldn't you argue that uh, Carmella is kind of that, even though Carmella can certainly go in the ring? I, I don't know. I, I feel like the the women's division is so loaded and stacked, and they have so many that they already can't but use. What I, I would I, I'm argue not as surprised with. too, is it's a mistake to cut those people and leave them open for AEW. Yeah, but then at a certain point— They're paying it, people just keeping their Which is what WCW did. Uh, the, the last you know few— th- Maybe two, three years of WCW. But I like their Billy roster Kay was so Rose. huge. Yeah, and they were paying people just to stay home, and so that the other. Yeah, I agree with them. We'll we'll see what happens. I mean, I I don't know that. Uh, everyone's just saying like AEW, AEW should sign all these guys. I don't know. Well, like I'm Samoa not... Joe, that w- that was disappointing, but I don't know that he could wrestle anymore. I don't know that he could either. And he really hasn't wrestled in about two years. Well, there's there's a, a lot on my mind here though, but. I don't know that I'm going to watch AEW. I've been thinking about it. You should give it a shot. I do think I'm done with WWE because my point that I always bring up is that I'm just sick of it. I'm sick of being insulted. And they're going to trot out there now somebody else to work with Big E. And, again, it was Aleister Black a week ago. And I loved Daniel Bryan. He's gone. I love Daniel Bryan, too. Um, He'll be back eventually. I liked Samoa Joe on commentary. Yeah, but don't don't you think, first of all, uh, the yeah. Roman Reigns, everything involved with him in the last six months has been great. I do love the, the, the Usos. Usos. Yeah, that that whole storyline has been really good. It is pretty good, so but I've I, never I mean, been a me, huge Roman Reigns guy. No, but I think this new character is, is tremendous. And, it's and good. That whole st- all his feuds and matches have been great as this character, and I think that they're they're going to build this, some really big stuff for SummerSlam. I feel as the first major event in front of fans mm-hmm. again, other than WrestleMania. So I'd say give them a chance. Mm-hmm. I actually really like, uh, what's his name on commentary, SmackDown? Pat McAfee. Yeah, Pat McAfee I think is really good. I actually like SmackDown in general. Raw is just terrible now. It's as bad as people complain about it that it is. I don't and- you know, you know, of all those names we, we you just mentioned, and we haven't talked about them. It's so funny if I and a lot of those guys, former NXT champions, mm-hmm. Andrade, uh, Al- Alistair Black, Samoa Joe, former NXT champions. None of them got to the world title. In, in but the guy of all those guys, who if I had to bet, now these are much different, extenuating circumstances than any of the other releases. Mm-hmm. But if you said. Look at the entire NXT roster two years ago. Who is going to be the superstar? Oh, Dream, Velveteen, Velveteen Dream. Dream had, but there were extenuating, yeah, extenuating circumstances, circumstances, like absolutely. you said. And they, they kind of held on to him longer than they should have because I think they also knew that, and they were trying to hope it would go away, and it didn't go but away. But Velveteen Dream 
released a statement afterwards, and it was a long statement. And he, I mean, believe it or don't, I, I don't know what to make of it, but he released a statement and basically said, I tried to clear all of this up. This is what I tried to put out there. They told me not to. They said if I did that, you know, that they'd cut me right then. And it seemed like he tried to clear the air with what was going on there. And I'm not saying he was innocent, but he certainly tried to put his version of the events out there. And it certainly didn't make him seem like a terrible guy. But, yeah, I mean— I heard there was also— other incidents well there was stage and stuff there was that, a day he wore call me up vince on his trunks down in nxt that was probably not an approved move yeah but i i thought always he had such a great unique charisma to him well i'm just that not, you don't see with a lot of guys in nxt i'm probably done with wwe again and and i really i feel sad saying that not forever but i just I don't enjoy it. And if I don't enjoy something, why do I keep doing it? You know, it's like a relationship. Why do you stay no, in it I, if you're miserable? I, agree. I think the pay-per-views and are still really good. Here, here's another thing. Adnan Verk <laughs> lasted three weeks? Six weeks. So six weeks. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, I'm not going to say he was good. He wasn't. First, he was getting better. First week, I think he was okay. But here's here's what's so weird. How good did they think he was going to be off the bat? He wasn't. A guy who had MMA really or boxing experience, they knew it was going to take time, and I know that was mutually agreed to. And then another real blow, you and I were talking a week ago about Tom Phillips and how they should bring him back, and now he's gone too. I thought he got moved to a position he liked, and he's out. Yeah, very he, He's weird. been great. It's, it's Other than Michael Cole, Tom Phillips was the guy who seemed to be really, really good, who seemed to enjoy doing this, and now they bring in what Jimmy what what's his name is the new Jimmy what's his name raw Something. guy he's, he's fine he's he okay, okay. He's, he seems like Joe the best, Rogan the best commentating team is the NXT I really really like yeah. Wade Barrett well I used to love Moro Ronaldo too yeah me too and he's not been there for Wade a long Barrett time. though is like insightful and very funny he plays like the heel commentator in a very funny well, Tom way. Tom Phillips used to be down there, and he was great, too. I know. They have Vic Joseph now, who is essentially the same as Tom Phillips. Maybe mm-hmm. that's what they think. It's just weird to see them do these, all these cost-cutting measures mm-hmm. when, on the other hand, you say that 2020 was a record-setting profit year for them. Yeah. Which you th- would think is counterintuitive because they didn't have any live— they almost didn't have any live shows. Mm-hmm. But I guess that, like— they were because they owned the performance center that they were having the shows out of. They actually saved a lot of money. I don't know what could they do. Is it simply just like put on a more entertaining product, or do you well, think they don't have the? You know what I always say: it's more entertaining product is the easy answer. It's deeper than that, though. Give me some stories, like and so much of what I don't like is when it's just. Match after meaningless match after meaningless match. And but like the, that's why I say I like the Ro- the Roman Reigns as the tribal chief storyline oh, has been going on for about six months now with with first against uh, Jey Uso, then Jey Uso joined him, and now Jimmy Uso is back and the conflict between the brother sure, it's and good. Then the I, cousin. And- I like the Alexa Bliss potential there. I wish there was more explanation to what happened with Bray Wyatt. I know. That's another thing. I don't know what— and- that, that that the problem with the Alexa Bliss thing and, and is I, kind of the problem with the original Bray Wyatt character uh-huh. is it started off super interesting yeah. and you got to give it to the 
the performers, they're giving it their all to make it work. Mm-hmm. But you could tell they don't have direction. Yeah, they don't have a full plan mapped out. <laughs> so that you, when you don't have an end game, you don't. What in the world, what the Jared? Hell is that? I think that was the wind. Wow, it sounded like a. I don't even know if that showed up on the recording, but it sounded like a EAS alert mixed with a bomb yeah. falling. Flying through the air. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it doesn't seem like they know. They don't know where they're supposed to get to. Right. And you don't always need the end, but you need clear direction on, hey, we're leading towards this. Yes, or else it becomes repetitive and it becomes meandering. Yeah, if if you don't know where you're going with an episode, you end up like you and I, where you're just rambling. And it's dangerous. Yeah, you don't know how to end it. Well, we're not done yet, though. Oh, okay. Remember, there's another thing I had to bring up. Oh, with bring you. it up. Hit it. Yeah. Well, no, I, I, I guess I was even going to say I even don't hate, and I bet you despise it, the riddle Randy Orton stuff. No, no, no. I, I, I like it. Uh, it's at least different it's and something. it's entertaining. Yeah, no, no, I agree. I like it a lot. It's it's funny that they went literally from Randy Orton burning someone alive <laughs> to being in a goofy comedy tag team. What but I I love it because it's it's so different, and I think that they they did almost exactly the same thing with Riddle and NXT. What I don't like is what they're doing with Apollo Cruz and General Aziz. Yeah, you don't like that? Why? It's it's giving him a character which he had not a he had no character I at all. He was a totally generic wrestler before this. I don't feel like this. the angles and he's in make any sense. I like that he has a character, right? But I don't feel like who's he taking on that makes any sense. I just feel like it's weird. I don't, I don't know. like that New Day's gotten split up. Even though I feel good for Big E that he's getting a bit of a push, but I feel like they've reduced Kevin Owens. From what he was. They've reduced Sami Zayn from what he was. Sami Zayn is great. You've taken two really good hands. That's a guy with a real character. And you've made them meh. They just don't. Yeah, they, if they, It's like they can write a main event angle. Yeah. And then the, the undercard, they just. It's essentially give up. just random matches yeah. or fighting over a title. And that's all it's about. And for as many writers as they have. Everybody I'm should so, have an angle. I'm so fascinated what these writers do. Other than do the promos for the wrestlers. <laughs> I don't know. What are they doing? Because they're not coming up with storylines. What lines. are they doing? The storyline is essentially like the person walking out onto the stage while someone else is in the ring and saying, I want that title. I don't get it. Or that's why it's like, okay, the Aleister Black build seemed like a unfortunately like it was going to be a lot of gobbledygook nothing it was going to be a lot of bray wyatt type speaking in riddles and trying to sound more profound than you are but at least it was something Mm -hmm. they were trying to make something interesting even though it was only fake interesting fake interesting well you know what i mean though you know like the the old bray wyatt not not the current character but the pre husky uh, harris no not not the not the funhouse Bray Wyatt, but the the other Bray Wyatt. Okay. When he would just do these long monologues. Yes. And it would sound like he's saying stuff, but it was really a whole lot of nothing. Yeah, it was like you and me right now. It was kind of that's kind of like with the Aleister Black stuff, but at least that's now now you're also seeing that with those uh, the Retribution people that are now just a tag team, Dominic Dijakovic and. Uh, yes. Or Mason T Bar, as they're known now. <laughs> yes, they just speak in like goofy out there backwards riddles that yeah, aren't kind going. of cultish. 
So what else I was going to bring up with you? You are not going to be prepared for this. How did you meet your wife? Was it? <laughs> don't look at the time. No, I just. Was it an app or was yeah. it a website? Yes. So J-Date. I, I just started doing these apps. Yeah. Which one are you on? I'm on Bumble and I'm on Hinge. I've heard of both of those. They have funny names. Well, I don't think <laughs> J-Date is for Jewish people, that's correct? correct yes. I don't think that'd Not be- Not exclusive, but yes. Well, that's I don't think it, that'd be so hot for. for me. No, no. Yeah. I, I met her on J-Date. Okay. Um, d- did you do Bumble or Hinge at all or just J-Date? Uh, I don't know if they I had- I don't want to expose I don't, I don't know that. I don't know if they had either one of those when I was okay. dating. I, I remember plenty of fish. Can you talk about- I mean, I'm sure they had OK Cupid too. Yeah, that's been around. And I'm eHarmony okay and Match. <laughs> You're not stupid. eHarmony and Match were out there, but those were yeah, websites. Yeah. Can I just tell you? And then I want your experience. Was it tough for you? Because for me, I have gotten to the point mm-hmm. where I pretty much Bumble is a lot like Tinder, but the women have the control. So. Even if you swipe right and say, hey, I like you. That's another thing that I missed. Unless Tinder. Um, I had, have not done Tinder. Unless the woman swipes right, yeah. basically she never has to put up with you. There's so, no way to message them. So does it I've feel got, like on. it? I've gotten to the point yeah. with Bumble where I honestly just swipe right on people to see if I will ever match with anyone. Does it feel like that is based totally on looks? I have no idea. I don't know. You'd have to talk to these women. Why are but, you on that one, though? Go on like a more generic, because, like old school. No, it is very generic and old school. It's not like Tinder. It's just supposed to be where the women have control. And I actually heard, uh-oh, the missile's back, where I heard that it was supposed to be you know, less hookup-y. And Hinge right. is also supposed to be the same way. Here's the problem I have. On Bumble, I feel like I am the ugliest person ever because no one matches with me. I have had literally zero matches, and I swipe right, meaning I like them, on probably 80% of the women, and sometimes I get so frustrated, I just swipe right on people for like 20 minutes just to see if I'll match You should try a different website. This one doesn't seem to be like it's for you. I don't even know what Hinge is. I've heard of it. but I I mean, I could show you the app right now if you want to see it. But what I would tell you, it's just more traditional. You can message somebody if you like them. You can click a little yeah, yeah. heart on their photo, and they can do the same to you. See, um, I always I always felt like, so online dating is good. I, I always liked online dating because, first of all, I was never- You're a beautiful man. I was never- No, but see, that that's it, though, is because uh, if you meet someone, say, like randomly at a bar or, or whatever, you at know, a party, I, that's, that's so much based on first impressions- and that's not I'll, where I'm real good. I'm me neither. <laughs> I'm much better at, if after you get you've to had me. a lot of drinks no, at, at a bar. No, maybe. but but see, like if, if if you are the type of person where you think that like, and you could say like, oh, well, you could still like you know, get, let your personality shine well, through. I but need, per, for, first impressions is a lot of like they look at you and that. Or online you've got, dating, like, a hot one liner. See, online dating to me was it was always like, you can actually find someone. Who has similar interests to you? Am I asking you to peel back the curtain too much? Like, did you date a lot of women before you found your wife? Were you matching with? Uh, I went can out you on throw a out lot. A ballpark? I, I would say I went out on several first and second dates with other people. Okay, and this is helpful to me. Like, can you attach a rough number to it? Are we talking like? 
two dozen? Are we talking no, like a hundred? Ten? Less than that. I would say like six or seven. Okay. Before you ultimately found your wife. Yeah. So and, and, on Hinge, I've matched, air quotes matched, like I guess not even matched, but I've reached out to, I'm going to say 20 or 30 women, nothing back. Three have reached out to me. And here's the part where I seem like a jerk. Um, I, I've gotten back to all of them, but one, I and it's not just my opinion. I've asked other people. One seemed to have the crazy eyes going on. Uh-huh. The crazy eyes. Yeah. Like See, are you are you the type that you wouldn't even am pursue? I picky? Is that No, no, not not if you're picky, no. but like at least go out on the oh, one no. date. Oh no, I'm 100% open to a first date. Right. 100% open. But I feel like either like they don't really want to go on the date and we just end up in this chatty zone. It's like I can text anybody. I don't need to just sit here and text you on the app. That doesn't do well, anything. Well, it depends on because, like, some people really like to and they, they use online dating as a way that they can actually really get to know someone before they go out on the date. Well, and I'm fine with that. But how many messages should there be back and forth before we hammer out a date? See, I I, I will say this. And I, a date to me means like you get coffee or you go out to dinner, not like, hey, right. where's the bedroom? No, yeah, exactly. Well, no, but. Dude, no, no, I, I, I say I'm that agree. because I, I, a lot of guys look at it as see, like a way to hook up, and I don't. I know, but it depends on. I, see, again, I think that depends on which app you're on, which website. Well, or I think app that's usually on. Tinder. And, I, and I, I'm so out, I'm out of the game for a long time now. But I've been with my wife for you're valuable nine to me years. because you did experience this. But it doesn't mean I because I met my wife on a, on one of these apps doesn't necessarily mean that I know what the hell I'm doing. Well, here's the other thing where you're going to be my therapy. But see, also, I, I think we're very different people in that. You and like, me? I, I, I think I, people look at us and think you two are brothers. I think I'm I'm able to sell myself a lot better in these online worlds. Yeah. Uh, because I could think of funny things to say. I have a lot of Dude, uh, pop culture knowledge and I've stuff to like, talk about different things. I've had women help me with my profiles because I sit there and I tell them, if you sit down and have a lunch with me, I am confident. I don't say this to brag, but I am confident that you will like me. You will have a good yeah, time. See, that's why you like you almost like. But I am not good with these icebreaker questions right. on these things, and like it's like. All right, right. So in, in in that sense, like why? It's it's really hard to meet people. <laughs> it's really it, hard. It, it really I, is a bit like online dating to me is like a oh, godsend because. Oh, but it's. Uh, it's so tough too. I read this book by Aziz Ansari called Modern Romance. Yeah, and he talks. Is he the guy to read? Didn't he get canceled for? I don't know the way he approached his modern romance. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Did he? He did. Um, but then he got kind of half uncanceled. Yeah. Well, but I read this book and he talks a lot about his dating experiences on there. I don't recall him getting canceled, but maybe that came after the book. But he says that like it's so funny that like your parents, my parents, like they essentially like had to live within a couple miles of each other and in some cultures in our w- world it's still arranged marriages and then with this online culture now a lot of people have this mindset that like if you don't fit like the smallest most perfect little boxes where somebody can check off they're not going to go out with you like you could be perfect but because you have brown hair and not black hair or because you're 5'10 and not 6'2, you're out. Yeah. But that's that's part of it is that, is that you get to 
you get to like choose what you really want. Sure. But and, and here's the other thing. But like, I'm I, trying. I, to I see. Be very I always like. But I see. I, I was always really, really bad with not online dating. Yeah. Like I, I never, I never was good at, you know, picking up a woman at a party or at a bar. Or no, something neither like am that. I. And that, and, and and I really, you really realize that once you get out of college. Yeah, it's hard to meet people when you're in college, and there's literally thousands of people your own age. Right there, yeah. you don't really like appreciate it until you get into the real world, and then you're like, "Well, it's re- unless I'm working with the person, which is awkward, or it's like a friend. I'm a manager, <laughs> or it happens to be like a friend of a friend. Which, it's very hard to meet like yeah. new people your own age. So what I'm saying is, do you have any friends, Jarrett? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any single. No. Uh, I didn't. Who friends. said single? Yeah, Come exactly. on! <laughs> no, no, I, I, th- I feel like don't give up on the on the online dating, but I would say try a different website that maybe would be. It's an app, Jerry. App. I know. You're, I'm, you're this is how old. This is how. Website. This is how out of the game I am. Is that I, I, I when I did it was websites. Well, I'm trying here, and I, I get all this feedback from. How ladies. about plenty of fish? Have you heard? They still I've have heard that of one. It. I don't know if it still is a thing, but I've heard of it. I guess I feel- Facebook even has one now. Yeah. But I'm open to suggestions. But here's what's tough. I get feedback from some friends of like uh, they say like, you know, oh, you're going after too young a woman. And I say like anybody from like early 40s to this I. This is not the authorities telling you this, right? This is no. actual. Okay, early 40s to I said like, let's go like 27. Yeah. Like, you know, my ex, when I was going out with her, I was 34 when we first started going out and she was 23. Yeah. Now, now, would I say, like, hey, 23 is a great age? No, I think I should bump it up a little bit. Yeah. I'm older. All right. Well, but, I, that, that, I mean, that's... But these dang apps are giving me women, nothing wrong with them, but who are in their 50s a lot of times. That doesn't make sense. No. But that's, that's, I mean, that's up to you. I'm not going to tell you how, how old a person you should date. Well, the law does. The, the so. law does. But I, I'm not saying whether 27 is too young or whatever. I just appreciate your perspective, and I like getting a lot of here's, opinions here's, on it. I, I feel like just find people that have similar interests to you. <laughs> Do you feel like there's a lot of women who have similar interests as you? Uh, yeah, certain certain things Does your like wife that have I like. Similar interests as you? Yes, very similar. Almost everything except for sports and wrestling, essentially. What else are you interested? So movies, she must like. Yeah, she likes movies and game shows. Okay, and- that's good. You know, we like similar kind of music and stuff, and uh, all our pop culture references are a okay. lot of the same and stuff like well, that. Well, and I, I pride myself on liking a lot of different things, and one of the things I like the most is learning new things. But see, I think that that's the the beauty of online dating is that you can find a lot out about a person before you meet them that you would not. But I don't want to know a lot about them. I I intentionally yeah, want to learn that on the first date. Cause I feel but see, then like, you're just basing it all on looks. No, I'm not trying to say that, but I feel like, okay, if I'm going to learn everything about them before we go out, what are we going to talk about on the date? What are you going to talk about five years from now? Nothing. <laughs> That's a, <laughs> well, I'm saying, instead of finding out stuff about them, you yeah. talk about the stuff that you... It's this really fine line between talking too much and not talking enough. And I am of the mindset that the sooner the date comes the more you can just figure out, do we have a connection here? And it's better to do it face-to-face when you can actually see somebody's expressions, see their emotions, and have a conversation as opposed to 
essentially texting with them once a day yeah. and waiting for their response. Yeah, see, that's but that's not what the modern dating on uh, app Ugh. scene is like. That that's not the way it is. Yeah. Unless you're going for one of the like a Tinder. No, I'm not. Or a grinder. Definitely if, if, not. If you're not if you're not going for because <laughs> those ones are the ones like oh yeah I think you're hot I think you're cute let's meet that's not what Bumble's and like, that's checker though. I know that might be what it seems like but honestly the point of it is just to reduce the creepy guy factor of just hey you're hot let's go out I think I need to you need to show me your profile and your picture okay sure that might be the problem do you want to see it right now I feel like you you the one thing you should absolutely not do though yeah is come up with a persona or a fake profile just to get people because you don't you want to be yourself yeah and truly if and if you feel like your strongest thing is that when you actually meet someone they're going to like you okay don't start swiping through women here but if you scroll up and down you can look at my profile on bumble right there and here's what's frustrating for me too buddy swipe up and down you can so that's my main profile photo where are they supposed to be i don't like what your hands are doing here a little creepy Okay, well, a woman took that photo of me and said it was a it really a good, good one. It's a very good picture otherwise. Yeah, okay. I don't like the well, hands, though. Well, I'm sorry. I, sorry. <laughs> if I could just crop them out, I would. But um, what's what's tough for me is, you know this because you see me, but I lost a lot of weight during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And I worked very hard to try to take this time to better myself during the pandemic. And I feel like I am getting the exact same results that I would have gotten before. Not that, hey, ladies, I lost a bunch of weight. You should just go out with me. That's not what I'm saying. But it's frustrating. You're not writing anything, are you, Jarrett? Good no, God. Just okay. I was <laughs> like, if you change. No, you can keep going. No, Did I you... love that. That's fine. You went all the way up and down? Yeah. Okay. Do you, do you want me to open the hinge one the now? Good, it's good. The one with your cat is, I think that you should put take a new one with you and your cat. Let me tell you that, A, the cat doesn't cooperate with photos a lot, first off. Um, B, um, see, uh, so this one's a little tougher on hinge. You can't see my whole profile, but you can see those are the photos I'm using, which are essentially the same. And then you can look through my answers to the prompts that I picked, which was the best I could do there. But the only stuff that I got a response to on hinge was that I like Kesha. I think that's a, see, I think that's to put that in is both a funny fun fact it's and, a fact. and a unique interesting fun fact to put yeah like although it's legit like you do love kesha it's also a funny thing to put it in your opening sentence so i think that works uh i have a show issue i have to handle so yeah i have a, speak for have two seconds sir just okay just end this jared yeah. say goodbye bye bye all right bye bye